This episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by Cedic Run. Today, November 16th, SDR celebrates its 8th anniversary. That's right, for 8 years, Cedic Run has been serving the greater Grand Forks running community and has supported local races and causes to improve the overall wellness landscape of the region. And with any good birthday, there's a great celebration tonight. From 5 to 7.30 p.m., there's going to be a plethora of deals going down at SDR. Those deals are going to be revealed sometime later today, so be on the lookout for Cedic Run's social media pages for the announcement. At 7.30 p.m., there's going to be a group run that will commence for walkers and joggers of all paces and abilities starting at the shop, and then stick around afterwards because at 8.30 p.m., the crew is going to head over to Rhombus Pizza for beverages, appetizers, and some really fun prize giveaways. Help celebrate this milestone for Grand Forks' premier running store, Cedic Run, located in downtown Grand Forks. If you listened to our last episode, you know that we were able to interview our state champions, but there was one very important individual that missed most of the episode and showed up at the end. That was our fault. For Jonah Nace, we told him uh, a time based on central time for getting that Bowman's out in the western portion of the state and that they are indeed in mountain time. So for him, we had to reschedule. We wanted to make sure that he got an ample show on his own, and I think we delivered that. Cam and I had a really great time getting to know Jonah a little bit more. He is definitely more soft-spoken, uh, but very thoughtful in all of his answers. And you're going to see that in all the questions that we ask him throughout the episode. I was really blown away by Jonah's confidence uh, in himself, but also just the deep respect that he has for his teammates and all of his competitors. It was great getting to know him more and getting an idea of who our Class B Boys Cross Country Champion for 2023 really is. So with that, uh, we're really excited for you to listen to the episode. Thank you so much for all of your support as always. It's been really good to see our growth in the last few months. We put out a feeler on Instagram uh, that we're trying to reach 20,000 listens for the podcast's history by the end of the month, uh, by the end of the year. So fingers crossed that we can do that, but it takes great listeners like you. So thank you for your listens. Thank you for your interactions on social media and be Uh, just continue to take a look at our social media pages, share them, like our posts, uh, tell your friends about the podcast, because that's how we can grow and do a better job of covering the sport. So without further ado, it's time to dive into the latest episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. And we are very excited to have a very special guest on the podcast today. If you listened to our last episode with all of our state champions, you got just a glimpse of him. And once again, we're so sorry, Jonah, that we didn't uh, think about mountain time when coming up with our start time. But we're with Jonah Nace, the Class B cross-country champion here in 2023. He has had an incredible trajectory, not just this season, but throughout his career and uh, culminated in his first state title uh, on the cross country course in Jamestown just last weekend. So Jonah, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, dude. And we're still so sorry about the mix up the other week. Like you you were right on time and that was our bad. So we're just happy that we have you on now. Yeah, yeah, that's good. 
Jonah, I also, in, I guess, kind of an apology, not really an apology because, you know, part of what Ryan and I do is we, we just, uh, I guess you can say just judge people from afar. You know, we, we make predictions just based off of what we see. Uh, and so we're, you know, we're obviously bound to be wrong from time to time. Uh, I can't remember if I said this while we were recording last episode or after we had stopped, but you were like the one person of the, of the four state champs that I, I don't think Ryan or I mentioned at all in our like preview as somebody we were looking out, uh, looking after to, to win. So we were, uh, we were surprised, you know, not surprised that it was you, but, uh, I, I guess I don't know exactly what I'm saying. So, uh, way to, way to prove us wrong. You know, it keeps us honest. If we were right every single time, we probably, uh, it wouldn't be that interesting to, to do this, or it wouldn't be that interesting for people to listen to us. So, uh, that being said, I want to, I want to jump right into the race. Uh, we were not there, so we need to kind of hear uh, a play by play from you of how the race folded out. Obviously, uh, your teammate, Taylor, uh, one of the favorites going into the race, Keaton Olson from Kindred, another favorite coming into the race. They had, you know, in, in the head to head, you know, Keaton had got him at the, uh, at the border battle, but both those guys won a lot of races throughout the season. Uh, obviously everybody's kind of familiar with how the weather shook out. It was cold. It was snowy. The meat got pushed back a day. Um, from your perspective, let, let's, let's start gun goes off. Um, what are you looking for? Where are you positioning yourself? How does the race unfold? Well, I just kind of remember like, I mean, like before the gun went off too, uh, they were counting down to the start and I, I we were taking off our sweats and I couldn't find my hat. So I was digging around in our bag, trying to find my hat and I never did find it. And I was almost late to the start line, but then the gun went off and there's like on the course, um, it's kind of like a 400 meter straight. And then there's a sharp right turn. And when we turned right, um, I already knew that, uh, like Taylor Keaton and I had already separated from the pack. And then I just knew that, you know, it could be anyone's race. So you just gotta stay strong, I guess, and keep your head steady. Now, are you the kind of guy that people are like, of course, Jonah couldn't find his hat? Or was that just like, uh, you know, just happened to be on that day? It's like the one time I misplaced my hat. Which one are you? Uh, I'm normally the guy that forgets it all the time. That's <laughs> kind of my reputation. But yeah, didn't surprise many people, I guess. Uh, once you got into the race, happy to not have the hat? Or were you still wishing that uh, you had been able to find it uh in the trees it got kind of cold but after that i don't know i think it kind of all went away so i didn't miss it too much yeah yeah i feel like uh i don't know that there's always a point in any race even if it's not cold where you just kind of become a little bit numb to to everything so yeah so the the three you keaton taylor and yourself kind of broke away from the pack early on um so, I mean, at that point, strategically, you had kind of, you know, played your cards, you know, you're going, you're going with the pack. Was it always in your mind? Like, I'm, I'm in this pack to win. Or was it in your mind? Like, Hey, let me, 
if I can get third, that would be great for the team. Or man, I just got to beat Keaton. That would be great for the team. Or, you know, what, what's the next like strategic thought that you have? Well, coming into the race, um, Taylor and I, or we had a goal of that. Uh, I wanted to beat Keaton and I knew it was going to be hard because Keaton's a fantastic runner and he put, he's put in so much work over the years and, I knew we had a big task ahead of us, but um, no, kind of when we turned the corner, um, I I led the entire race, I guess. And I kind of just knew that if I wanted to put myself in a spot to um, contend for a title, then I would eat, I'd just have to run with them as long as I could. And I, I ended up leading it, I guess. And um, then we were, we were kind of out a little slow, I guess. At the mile mark, we were about like 5.04, 5.05, which was a little slower than I wanted. So I kind of tried to push the pace the second mile too. But yeah, we were all running in a pack together for the majority of, of the race. So yeah. At at what point did you know that you had you had him beat? Was it a, um, not, not till the final 100 or when did you know? Well, we were at about uh, a little a little after the two mile mark, and uh, well, my teammate Taylor, after every after most races, he uh, he normally throws up, and um, like right after it's normally after the race though, and then like right after the two mile mark, he threw up. So then I knew that it was up. To, I don't know. I had to I had to go with Keaton as long as I could, I guess, and then. It was kind of at the a little after the two mile mark, I guess, when I started to separate from them. And then that hill, there's the hill in the back. That I don't know. The course is pretty much flat, but the one hill in the back was kind of where I yeah. put the most. That's kind of where I put the gap on them. Yeah, I feel like I, I've heard <clears throat> a couple, like quite a few other people in in the years since you know this Jamestown course has been the host of the state meet that 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 hill has really been the difference maker for, for a number of people, you know, at, in multiple different, you know, you know, front of the pack, middle of the pack and back of the pack uh, of where they felt like they've gotten beat or where they felt like they've been able to, you know, win the battle against whoever it is they're racing. Uh, do you think there's like a, a physical advantage that you had uh, through uh, something in your training that helped you on those hills or is it all just like mental, like being confident and knowing that that's where you're going to make the move on the hills? Well, I, I think that the fact that we get to train on hills every day in Bowman, um, I think that really helps us a lot. And I think the mental aspect plays a lot in it too. Like once you get to the top of the hill, you can't just like, when you reach the top, you can't just stop and be like, oh, yes, I finally made it up. Now I just got to regenerate myself for this finish now. When you get to the top, you kind of got to – that's kind of where I tried to surge because the majority of the runners were going to slow down because they're relieved they made it to the top. Yeah. But, yeah, that's kind of what our coach told us too. So. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your preparation coming into the meet and – you guys had the curveball thrown at you where you got pushed back a day. And uh, obviously the elements, you touched on that and needing your hat and 
being a little bit chilly, but just tell us about kind of the preparation and did it change at all knowing the conditions and especially once you found out you were going to end up racing Saturday and not Friday? Um, I think we kind of did what we normally do training wise, uh, did our normal workout on Tuesday and then Wednesday, we took Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, I guess all easy. And that was, that was kind of new to us because we don't, I mean, we back down for meets, but the, for, for the recent meets that we had before state, we didn't back down very much. So it was a, it was a pretty nice feeling to have the legs fresh on Saturday morning, but no, I guess kind of just did the same routine. I just moved it back a day. Jonah, let's, uh, I want to transition into the, the team title. Now you had told us, uh, before that, you know, winning this one, it was, it was Bowman, the Bowman boys team, their fourth straight team title. But, but for some reason, this one, you know, felt just as special, if not more special, rewinding it a little bit to kind of set up your answer, border battle, you guys and kindred tight, tight race one point. Did you guys tie? I can't remember. It, it was really close, about as close as it gets, uh, in a cross country race. So taking that close competition from early in the season, knowing that you guys are going for your fourth team title in a row as a team, how are you feeling going into state? And then what was the feeling when you finally got the job done? Uh, yeah, coming away with the win at the border battle by one, that was, I don't know. It was fun because we knew Kindred was good and, we knew they were gonna. They knew they were gonna throw everything they had at us, and they really did. But um, no, this one was. I don't know. I I think the team we embraced it like we normally do. Um, it was a pretty cool feeling to know that we had a target on our back. I think, and uh, because I think when you uh when you're the one with the target on the back, that's when uh you have to decide uh, you know, do I just let them come and get it, or do you? Like what still motivates you, I guess. So you just kind of got to stay motivated, and our team was really good with that. Uh, we found they found ways to stay motivated all through the year. So, yeah, I guess they are this. Our girls' team helped motivate us too, and it was yeah. just a good. It was a good day. Now, when you look back in the the history of Bowman, I mean, you guys are called the cross country capital of the world for a reason. Um, like you've had so much success on both sides, but I would have to go back and look. Had the boys and girls ever won a title the same year? Uh yes. Um when when the girls won like their twenties, some however many they won in a row or whatever. That was when I think the boys won a couple of those with them too. Okay. So do you have like any sort of like are you a history guy? Like do you look at that or do you ever look back in the record books? Sorry, the dogs are going off, but do you ever I'm gonna cut this. Maybe I'll keep it in. Let's see. There's no one even at the door, I'm sure. For the, well, for they... the listeners. I'm watching my in-laws dogs and our own dogs. So anyway. It's because they know they know we got a bulldog. They know we got a dog on the podcast. So they're just trying to, you know, just trying to, you know, just be a part of it, you know. I guess so. But Let's get back to the question. I think they're close <laughs> to done. 
are you are you motivated by the history like are you aware of how much success bowman's had in the past and does that like play a factor in like your motivation at all or not really uh yeah it's always i think i always keep it in the back of my mind because um they've built such a strong legacy for our program and kind of got you got to live up the high standards if you want to be a bowman county cross-country runner and I don't know. I guess we just try to do that every day. Yeah, man. I mean, <clears throat> history was huge for me when I was starting cross country. Uh, my coach, he would have, I mean, we would do a summer training and he would have these training logs where you'd write your mileage and stuff. And in there, there was, you know, records of, you know, the top 50 freshman time, the top 57th, eighth, ninth, 10th, you know, every grade had like a top 50 time list or, Maybe it wasn't that many, but it it was something along those lines. And then there was a, what do you call it? In his garage, there was a wall of champions. So everybody who was ever all conference and or all state had their name painted on a, a wooden slat. And then the year that they were all conference was in silver. And then the year that they were all state was in gold. So you would come into practice every single day in the summer and you would see, you know, dozens dozens of names with like 13, you know, like 2010, 11, 12, they're all conference and 11, 12, they're all state. And it's like, Oh dang, I want, you know, it, it sounds, you know, maybe a little <laughs> silly, but it's like, I want my name up on the wall of my coach's garage. That would be dope. You know? <laughs> so it, I mean, history, history is huge, you know? And, uh, and Bowman's got as good of a history as, as any other program in the state. Um, is there like, Jonah go, go for it, Ryan. Is there like one name that you've always kind of looked at in the record books and you're like, that's the person I want to like beat, or that's the person I want to like measure up to. Is there anybody that stands out in particular? Uh, probably, uh, his name is Dwayne Bowman. He's our assistant coach too, actually. But, um, yeah, his name's always stuck out. I guess he, he was really good broke 16 a couple times yeah i've always just i don't know i really looked up to him mm -hmm. and i will say i fact checked myself the boys and girls from bowman have won in the same year a lot of times so if you're <laughs> if you're a listener from bowman i know where there's like quite a few people so if you're listening to this and you were just like rolling when i said that like i i realize my mistake now that was a good catch yeah, ryan you almost you almost saved yourself from another wave of of hate mail. Yeah, but I guess it just it's for sure we just have to do this like three part Bowman series that we want to do. So yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Jonah. So again, I'm kind of going back to something that I can't remember if you had mentioned on uh, at the end of last episode or maybe when we were done recording. But um, you had said to us that there was there's a little bit of pressure this year because. You know, I don't know if it was people in the town or people in the school, you know, thought that maybe you guys weren't going to have a strong enough team, uh, graduating guys like Caleb Sarsland and Austin Warner. Um, how did you, you know, you talked about how the girls seem motivated you guys throughout the season, but how did you handle maybe that sort of external pressure of expectations from having a team that looked very different than it had in, in the past? Um. I think we just came into the season. Uh, we put in a lot of work over the summer, put in like more work than we ever have before. And I think we just came into the season with the mentality that uh, there's always going to be doubters and people are always going to hate on you. But 
that's how you respond to that that matters, I guess. So I don't know. We just tried to prove the tried to prove the ones wrong. Yeah. Did you uh, uh speaking of Caleb Sarsland, did you see his uh his wicked kick finish at his his conference meet? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That was that was crazy. Uh does that like I'm sure that wasn't like surprising to you that he did that, but does that kind of uh exemplify kind of the mentality that comes out of the Bowman program, the the willingness to see a race all the way through the end and and just the like the never give up sort of like desire you think a lot of guys on the team right now and girls on the team uh you know have that yeah i think i think they do and uh kind of going back to caleb too caleb was caleb's one of like the hardest worker and people i've ever ran with and he didn't really like to do summer miles but coming coming into the season like first day of practice everyone just knew he was gonna work his tail off to get where he needs to be and uh but yeah i think that kind of shows um what guys like Caleb have taught the rest of the program. Um, it kind of just taught us, you know, uh, every place matters. And no matter if you're the one runner on the team or the six runner pushing back other people's fives and fours, um, every spot counts. And that could be what changes the difference between a team score. So, yeah. Would you say that in the years that you've been on the team, the Bowman cross country team is made up of one people who like to run two people that like to win or what well, I had a third one or three people that just like to like work hard. Which one do you think is a better characterization of the people on the team? Uh, uh I kind of, I think it's probably the third option. Uh, I think, yeah, uh, it's crazy how hard our team works. And sometimes sometimes they uh, overwork, too. Mm-hmm. So that can lead to injury, too. But, yeah, I think it's better to work too hard than to work not hard enough. So, yeah. Yeah, push the limits a little bit and, and find out just how much you can do. Now, yeah, when we had our other state champions on, we had a couple questions that, we asked them and I want to make sure for kind of consistency between the episodes if we ask you some of the same ones. One of them was we had them all. I asked this question and then they had to raise their hand and figure it out. But it was if they thought that they out of the three that we interviewed, if they thought they had the hardest race. So do you think the class B boys race was the hardest race out of all four races state championship weekend? Do you think you had the the most difficult time? Uh, I I think it was the Class D girls that did. Ooh, okay. Why? Um, well, like right away in the morning, I guess the conditions were kind of bad. The ground was really rock hard and frozen, and I think after their race, it kind of it loosened it up a little bit for us, so that helped a lot. But yeah, I don't know. I I think it was the class B girls. See, to give you a little context, everybody 
everybody raised their hand. Everybody said that they had the hardest race, but Bryn did make a pretty good case for herself because she said exactly that, that they had the worst conditions of everybody. Yeah. Um, so then the second question was, we had everybody describe their race in one word. So if you could describe your individual race in one word, what would you use? Ooh. Is kind of putting you on the spot here. Okay. Is um is dark horse a word, one word? Yeah, we'll take it. I love we'll it. Ta- we'll absolutely take it. Great answer. Great answer. Uh, yeah, it was I don't know. It was kind of fun coming into it, not having the pressure of uh you know, like if you don't win, that's a failure or whatever, you know. You're not gonna live that down. Um yeah, I don't know. I kinda like I like the position I was in coming into it. Now, when we had Austin Warner on last year, this was like after we were done recording, we were just chatting with him. And he had said at that time, he was, we were talking about the next year and the the repeat and, and going for a fourth title in a row. And I think we had kind of left it as, you know, are, are the guys left on the team going to get it done? He said, absolutely. And then he said, Jonah is a dude. Jonah is going to be a dog. Like he's a guy that you got to look out for. Um, just tell me a little bit about like, they talk about like success breeding success. Uh, you've mentioned Caleb and being an example. And uh, I know Austin was a big impact on that. And like, were you, were you even on the team? Like when Brian Miller would have been on the team when he won state. That would have been my seventh grade here. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, you can go all the way back. What about the other direction? Like, what what's the youth running scene look like in Bowman? Are kids looking up to you guys, and is it a pretty strong program that's coming up? Yeah, I yeah, I mean, like walking around the school every day too. Uh, people they kind of they know who we are, I guess. But yeah, I think that's kind of just our goal is to keep the streak of strong cross country runners going in Bowman and. I don't know, just hope that we can be a good enough example for them to decide they want to come out. Ryan, that, that reminds me of another question that we, we've we asked uh, the state champs. We I think we've done this a couple of years in a row now, but we always ask them, what was the reception back in, in the hometown like after you win a state title? So, I mean, you obviously, you got the individual title, got the team title. The girls also got the team title. Was there any sort of like reception or like, uh, you know, you always hear of like football teams or basketball teams when they win. Well, when we return, we will meet at the gymnasium for a celebratory, you know, event or, you know, anything like that. Yeah, we had a, uh, we had a police and we had a police escort bring us in from Bowman, like from outside. We do. We do every year, though, I guess. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people were surprised to see uh, how the individual results played out. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess we have a – just our community is so great and everything. That, I don't know. They always they always have a good reception for us every time we come back. So it's always something to look forward to. Dude, I got a video of it. It wasn't just police. It was like the fire department and ambulances and like, dude, it was pretty nuts. It lasted a long time. Yeah, the whole town pulled up. It was crazy. Yeah. Dude, that's that sweet. is 
is wild. And then like you got you guys got off the bus and I I think I got distracted and stopped watching the video, but it looked like there was like a lot of people as you guys were funneling off the bus too to kind of congratulate you. Yeah, there's a there's always a pretty good crowd that comes up and yeah, there's a lot of it's a lot of support from the community. I wish I would have won a state championship so I could have had that. <laughs> Man, yeah. can't live in the past though, I guess. That's all right. Close the yearbook, right. Cam. Come on. <laughs> so Jonah, you you talked a little bit about individual result being surprising. Like, there's no doubt that Taylor wanted to win, and I mean that's that's the competitive nature. Everybody shows up on the start line hoping that they walk away with the title. Uh, just tell me, like, how did you know Taylor and Austin? They're such great guys. Like, how excited was Taylor for you after you crossed the line? He found out you won. Yeah, I think Taylor was pretty happy for me. Um, we kind of we we both had a goal coming into the year, I guess that uh we both wanted the individual title, and we both knew that uh if the other person won that didn't really it wasn't we weren't gonna be mad at each other or anything, I guess because every place every better place you get just helps out the team more, so yeah, he was pretty happy for me, and so was Austin too, so it would have been the same if it was the other way around too I would have been happy for him yeah. so. Like how how nuts is that? That like you have to your team is so good that you have to have that like conversation at the beginning of the season, and maybe not necessarily like sit down and have the, a talk about it, but just like you know, just like hey, both of us have really good chances of winning. Like you don't get that on a team very often. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Taylor's pushed me so much throughout. Like, yeah, he had to talk me into doing track too last year. So yeah, he's he's a great guy. So basketball next is what it sounds like. Yep. Starts in a couple weeks here. Uh, yeah. What what exactly does the winter look like for, for you still running? Do you, you know, just go all in on, on hoop or uh, what's the, yeah. What, what's the winter look like? Uh, I don't know. Normally I just kind of focus on basketball, but this year I'll probably do a little bit of running off and on in the summer too for winter yeah but yeah does this like change anything i mean yes like obviously it does a little bit but are you thinking now like have your goals changed in the weeks since you've won a state title are you like oh shoot like i i had goals that were too small how has this kind of changed the outlook and your your vision looking forward i guess well yeah not gonna lie at the beginning of the year when uh i was talking with taylor and he's and our coaches were there too and they said like hey you have a chance at winning the state title too don't cut yourself short i uh i kind of believed them but i kind of didn't and then i don't know there were just some pretty lofty goals set at the beginning of the year i thought but no i don't think it changes too much i guess because I've had the same goals from coming into this cross season, carrying on to the next cross seasons too. So, have you had a chance to think as far ahead as track goals now? Yeah, I've been uh, I've been thinking about it a little bit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of, I can't get a 
get a win in the two mile, I guess. And then Taylor's crazy in the mile and the eight, yeah. but <laughs> I don't know, just try to give him a run for his money, I guess. Yeah. Would you say you're more of a track or a cross country guy? Ooh, I, I don't know. Or I, a basketball guy. Yeah. Or are you a basketball guy? Yeah. Great point. Uh, I, I don't know about basketball, but <laughs> <laughs> probably I'd say I'm probably more of a cross guy, I guess. Yeah. But, and why? What's the, the reason behind it? Uh, I, I think the cross team's just so much fun to hang out with every day. And I don't know. Whenever, whenever we're, uh, workout comes around or whenever a race rolls around, the mentality switch, switches from just messing around and having a good time to we have a job to get done. Let's go do it. So, yeah. Scale of 1 to 10, how much credit would you give the Bison Cross Country Camp uh, for your state championship? Uh, 11 out of 10. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. That's crazy. All credit goes to the herd. It taught me everything I know. <laughs> well, we I think we shared this off air last time, but uh, we were at Summit League Championships when we found out that you won, and it was Zach Johnson, and I can't remember who else was in that circle. I think it was Reagan Bosch and maybe one or two other guys. Probably Harrison was probably there. Yeah, Harrison was, was one Dimitri- of them. Was Demetrius there? Not in that moment. Not in the not circle. In he was not there, in the but... circle. But they told us that you won. We were like, no way. That's incredible. We realized that we didn't include you on the pregame predictions at all. <laughs> uh, and then Zach made the comment. He's like, yeah, Jonah was in my group for Bison Cross Country Camp. and taught him everything he knows. So, I, And he said that he listens to every episode. So he's going to be pumped when he hears that it. <laughs> it was an 11 out of 10. Yeah, oh, yeah. he only he only gave himself a hundred percent credit for your state yeah. championship, but you give him gave him over a hundred percent. So I mean, that's yeah. That's he taught wild. me everything. He taught me everything. <laughs> oh, that's wild. So we also got to point out you're rocking the the prairie track and field bucket hat. You pull it off better than I do. Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, what should our next piece of merch be? Ooh. Ah. Uh... I don't know. I like my bucket hat, but I don't. I don't know. I guess uh, probably a hoodie. I guess I don't know. Yeah, Dude, that's, that's the that's a consensus. That's what people have been saying. So we might yeah. have to make it happen, Ryan. We might have to. Okay, what what color is the hoodie though? Like this is uh, this is the sneak peek right here. This is the collab. What do we do? The shirts, the t-shirts you guys released were white, right? Yeah. All right, go black. Ooh, okay. I like it. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Black hoodie, big big logo or like corner corner pocket logo, sorta. Oh, definitely big. Definitely okay. Big. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, there it is. That's we'll start working on it. <laughs> yeah. Clean clean black hoodie, big logo. Gotta have it. Oh yeah. That's nice. Sick. <laughs> well jonah uh thank you so much for coming on um before we hop off here is there anything that you wanted to say on the podcast or anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to touch on uh yeah probably just uh 
you know, I got to shout out my teammates. Uh, they always, they always work hard every day and show up, show up and put in the work all the time. Uh, Taylor Warner, he's, he's a goat. Uh, Gavin Lamborn, Aiden Thompson, Noah Nace, guys like that. I don't know. They're great guys. Is it too too soon to make the prediction for a fifth title in a row next year? No, I don't think so. Nice. Dude, five feet. We'll, Love it. We'll get it done, which is bonkers that you guys are talking about a five feet that like isn't even close to the longest streak in your school's history. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, this speaks to the levels of Bowman County. Yeah. Sweet. Well, Jonah, Crazy. thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We're sorry about last time, but we're so stoked that we were able to give you a, a interview for yourself because very well deserved. Uh, and we always, we mentioned this last time too, but we're always blown away by just, you know, how talented you are on the course, but also just uh, how great you guys are off the course and behind the mic too. So keep it up, whatever you're doing, it's working and we'll be excited to see you a basketball season and we'll be excited to see you on the track in the spring. Yeah, thanks for having me. I always appreciate you guys.